you've tuned in to the Legacy Co. Podcast. I'm Chris Servin, and this is our place where we chat about the harmony between family, business, faith, and crafting a legacy that matters. Just really excited you're here today. Let's dive in. Hey friends, hope you're doing great today. So I have a little bit of deeper voice this morning because it's actually early in the morning. I was sitting down, my journaling time, and today's actually my dad's birthday. And so I was just writing about things that I was grateful to God for, grateful of the things that he has done, grateful for all kinds of things, specifically around my dad. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go press record. The reason why is because every time I have a guest, I ask them the question, what do you want people to say at your eulogy? And I think that's a good question for us to ask ourselves. But I think like us as the people who are interacting with others, like why do we have to wait until the eulogy to actually say those things to the people that we want to honor in our lives, right? And so there's so many things that that I want to, that I need to. That I should, right? I don't like to say should, but I actually should tell my dad that I don't have to wait another 30 or 40 years to be able to say whenever it's too late for him to actually hear it, right? And so that's the first thing that if you don't get anything else from this, it's like, let's be generous with our words. Let's be generous with our honor and showing gratitude and and just thanks to the people in our life who have impacted us, whether that is a parent, whether that is a friend, whether that is a neighbor or Someone that maybe they don't even know that they made an impact on you. You can bring those people to remembrance and then you could just reach out to them and just honor them. So today is my dad's birthday. You may never even hear this episode. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to let him listen to it first and, um, and that kind of thing. But, but yeah, today's his birthday. And, and I was just thinking of how through the decisions in his life, he's literally changed the trajectory in the course of his own life, as well as his wife, as well as his four children, his grandchildren, and however many other people come in, you know, down the line. And there was four main things that he does that his commitment to four things has really change that trajectory. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I just want to honor him. And and it's going to be also encouraging to you as well, because the thing is, is that the changes that you want to make in your life, the changes that, that maybe were in your childhood or your upbringing or the things that you don't like that happen, a lot of those things, you're, there's just one generation away from making those changes. There's a lot of things about my dad's life and upbringing and his father and all those different types of things that, that weren't optimal. And he could have very, very easily just said, well, that was my example. That's who I'm going to follow. And instead, he changed. Instead, he took a different course. Instead, he, he took a different path. And because of that, me personally, I didn't have to deal with a lot of the things that he did because of the commitment that he made throughout his life. And so that's that's where we're going today. Number one, his commitment to follow Christ. So my dad, he grew up in Miami, Florida. If you know him, he, he loves everything Miami, except for the beach. <laughs> he, he doesn't love the sand too much. I think he likes the water maybe and to listen to it. 
but he doesn't necessarily like the the sand between his toes. But other than that, and the traffic, he's not crazy about the traffic. But other than that, all things Miami, he really loves. He likes the the cuisine down there. He likes especially the sports teams. Okay, and so he's passed that along to us. We are um, especially his boys and his daughter. We we do like to watch some Miami Dolphins football and different things. So born in Miami and was raised by my amazing grandmother. She was a business owner and she basically raised two boys all by herself. And we'll get to that in a second. But he then from there joined the Navy and in the Navy, he got eventually sent to Meridian, Mississippi, is which is where he, he met my mom. The story, the details of the story of how they met, I'm a little unclear on, so I won't speak towards that. But it's in Meridian, Mississippi, that, that he was able to meet not just my mom, but meet Jesus. And so he was going to a church. And then that was at that point that he was able to to give his life to Christ. And from what I've heard, it was just like actually like a complete 180 it happens so many times with so many people. It was just like the things that, that got him excited before just just really weren't. You know, Miami Dolphins football made it through the cut, but things like the things he listened to, the places he went, the things he drunk, the things that all kinds of different things was completely different. And so that's really where this course change really began. I do believe um, my mom and dad, they had me shortly after that. They're pretty young. And so um, I've been along with most of their journey together. I've been able to see um, them and their love and their commitment to Christ and their commitment to each other, which leads to my second point. Kids that grow up today, it's basically a 50-50 chance if their parents are going to stay married throughout, right? And so... Those stats were probably true of my friends growing up. And so that's a thing that kids think about sometimes, right? Do my parents love each other? Are they going to stay married? Are they going to whatever, whatever, whatever? And so I I will be honest, like there, there were probably like moments where, where I was like, okay, this is an argument. Is this the one, right? Just because, not because of questioning their commitment to each other, but just knowing that that was the reality of the world. Right. And so certainly as I think back on my parents' story as now I have like some more context as an adult and how things work as an adult, I can look back and see that there were many trials and many struggles that, that their marriages battle tested. Like they, they went through many trials and storms throughout the years, but my parents' commitment to each other, my dad's commitment to my mom is still reigning true today. And I just would love to honor that for two to be married for at this point, 37 years is a big deal. It's a really big deal. And that stability that that does offer your children, that stability that it offers your grandchildren, just all of those things are things that don't need to go unnoticed. They need to be honored because as I look back over their life, which I don't know every small detail, there, there are certain points where it would have been just the the logical step even to, sometimes to to not stay committed to each other. And, and then just like the commitment to stay true to my mom and to honor her and to, to love her like that. That is a, a huge deal and a deal that, that he didn't have. It, it wasn't 
an example that he had at all. It wasn't an example. His father was in and out early on and then eventually just poof, gone, disappear. And so that was the example he had to work with. That was the example that he, um, that as soon as times were tough or that there were other things in the world that were more important than your family, other things that were more important than your wife. And so to choose those things, that's the example that he had growing up. And so I just like to honor him for changing. And again, I believe that it does go back to that change that happened when he gave his life to Christ, but it also was a daily choice, a a consistent choice over time to choose my mom, to choose our family, to choose the commitments that he had made over the the momentary difficulty that he had in that moment. Um, Third, my dad has a commitment to hard work and excellence. And I can see where at times that was frustrating as a kid, (laughs) but I am so, so thankful for it now. I can remember the the saying was like, did you do your best? Perfection was never required in our house, but doing everything is unto the Lord and doing our absolute best, leaving nothing in the tank, putting it all out on the line, leaving it all on the field, however you want to say it. That was the standard that was expected. And, and there were times where that was not what I wanted to hear as a kid. I can remember <laughs> as a kid, I got the dishwasher taken away for a bit, actually, because I didn't load it properly. And before you think like he is some type A person that had to have it loaded some specific way, well, yes, he was in the military. Yes, he does have his ways of doing things. And yes, he does them those things. Um, It wasn't that I didn't load it exactly how he wanted it to be loaded. It was that I was loading them dirty. I was just putting them in there. And so because of that, he's like, look, we're not going to put them in there all caked on. I was like, but on the commercials, they do, right? You just put that detergent in there and it doesn't matter how caked on it is. And he's like, well, son, that's not true. Um, Anyway, so basically I got the dishwasher taken away so that I could learn how to clean the dishes properly before they were able to go in so that basically the dishwasher was sanitizing them and things like that. And now I look at it and, and at that time I was like, this is the dumbest thing in the world. But now I see if, if it's worth doing, you're going to do it correctly, do it right and do it with excellence, do it as unto the Lord. And so I can see where that's just translated in the way that I show up to my work. That's translated in, in, in my whole entire career. Like I've been able to be successful in most things that I've done, not just because of my own abilities and my own skills, but also my commitment to excellence and my commitment to figure it out, my commitment to want to do this as unto the Lord. And so that, you know, just been something that has been instilled and been taught to all of his children. And I just appreciate that, that commitment to hard work, that commitment to excellence. And then lastly, his commitment to his kids. Like I've been the direct recipient of his commitment to his children. Again, um, that wasn't the example. Um, I can just, I, I get emotional. When I think about the, my dad's life and the times that there were struggle, the times of difficulty, the times that I just 
can easily just pick up the phone and call my dad. When he experienced those moments in his life, he, he didn't have someone to call. And, you know, that's, that's sad to me. That breaks my heart that because of how much of a support during times of difficulty that he has offered his children and me specifically to put myself in that situation without him being there or knowing that he was out there, but that I wasn't able to call her. I wasn't going to call her. There was not going to be any support. That breaks my heart. And it could have very easily been the example that he continued on into the world, the example that he was like, well, that's what I got. So that's what I'm going to do. And it's been nothing but the opposite. I was actually talking to one of my clients yesterday about support and, and just wherever we are trying to rely on the people in our lives around there, whether it is community or family or whatever. And I was telling him like, it was, it was basically 6.30 in the morning when I was talking to him. And I was like, if I text my dad right now, I could have him here in 30 minutes if I really needed him because he's just going to come when I call. And I know that's been the story for all of us, all of his children. And so just wanted to honor that as commitment to his kids, not just the availability that he, that he is to, to us, but also just the patience that he does have towards us, the, the wisdom that he does give us and the love that he does give us. And so anyways, those are the four things that I really wrote down in my journal this morning, the commitment to follow Christ, the commitment to choose my mom and to continue to choose my mom and continue to love her, the commitment to hard work and excellence. And then lastly, the commitment to us as kids, like it's just been a big deal. and. And so that's the story. And of course, there's so many more things that I can say than in a um, few minutes, right? So many things. But the truth is, is right now I'm saying them, right? I'm saying them. And so that's the encouragement to you is twofold, okay? Number one, say those things. Go ahead and pick up the phone. Call your grandma, call your mom, call your dad, call your friend, call whoever it is, okay? Maybe you make a list and you write them down, all the people that you're wanting to honor, and you're just wanting to just speak those encouraging words to them, those words of gratitude, those words of thanks. Write them down, okay? You don't have to do them all today, but but write them down and, and start working through that list and and just be generous with your words. Again, it doesn't have to be inauthentic. It doesn't have to be fluff. Just look for those ways to show gratitude and honor to them and then just give it to them, right? It doesn't just have to be in a Hallmark card on their birthday or on their anniversary or when it's too late and you're all gathered around their, their casket. Like, just go ahead and give it to them now, number one. So that's the first thing that I want you to take away from here. Second thing is you're one generation from making changes, okay? So there might be things that you grew up in, in your past, in your childhood, because look, there's things that, that I do differently than my parents do. I, like, I don't do everything exactly like they did. So sure, I'm changing things. I'm doing things differently. But I'm also the direct recipient of the things that my dad chose to do differently. I'm his commitment to things that, that his dad did not commit to. So he was a 
change agent that is directly affecting me, that is directly affecting his grandkids, and then the people to come. That's why we talk about legacy here. That's the legacy that my dad has already crafted a legacy. And guess what? He's hopefully got 30, 40 more years. I can't wait to see what else he adds on to that list of things that that I'm incredibly grateful for and thankful for. But you're just one one decision away, one person away, okay, from making those changes. And so you can be that person. But what are those things that instead of us complaining about them, instead of us saying, well, this is just how it is, or this is how I was brought up, or this is how I was raised, or my parents fault, or my dad's, guess what? Yes, there are things that, that, that parents do, like that I do with my kids every day that will probably mess them up a bit, right? But the, the truth of the matter is, is that we don't have to just always use that as an excuse. We can make changes. We do have autonomy and things like that. So I hope this episode was encouraging to you. Um, reach out to that person that you love and that you want to honor and just tell them how thankful you are to them. All right. Have a great day. Bye.